It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Barry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I am Tony Colombo in studio with my partner, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. Also, producer Leah is here, and professional fisherman Mike Marfell is in the studio. Got a packed room and a great show for you this weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Mark... First things first, this week, there was a lot of rain. <laughs> there was a lot of rain. I mean, that, that was unreal. Yeah, so I'm glad Mike is here. I want to talk to him about the effects of um, of this type of uh, of storm and, and all this heavy rain. It, what kind of effect, if any, does it have on local fishing? But we usually start the show uh, with kind of an update of what's going on out of Bluff City Outdoors with the expansion uh, coming soon. But also, after this week, were, was there any, uh, did you guys suffer any setbacks or delays or anything because of the storms out there? How'd you guys get through it? Yeah, so so we were okay as far as where we sit in Alton. It, it's, you know, kind of in a high spot uh, up there. So we didn't have any any issues with the rain and stuff we had had in the old building. We had a few leaks we were wondering about, and, and it yeah. passed. They passed the test. We thought we had them all fixed. Because we're wanting to get some blown-in insulation there in about a week. Yeah. So I thought, man, this would be the test and no leak. So that was great. And uh, but yeah, we we survived that and stuff. And then on the the building itself, so the plumbing should be finished uh, this week. Uh, I think they're going to get done today. Uh, nice. And then uh, the builder's done. A couple of things for the electrician to wrap up. So we're hoping next week to get the city out and get our uh, final inspection done. So we can uh, try to get the doors open. That's fantastic. Oh, it's getting so close. It's going to be uh, absolutely wonderful. Of course, Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois, about a mile east from Fast Eddie's. They've been there for decades and have been uh, servicing, you know, uh, top to bottom, your one-stop shopping for all your fishing needs in the area. And now will be uh, your one-stop shopping spot for much more and uh, basically everything surrounding the outdoors lifestyle, including the um, archery range that's opening out there. So it's going to be some super exciting stuff. And as I mentioned, Mike Marfell in studio with us. Great to see you, buddy. Good morning, Tony. Thanks. Good to see you. Yeah. How's it going? Great. You, know, you mentioned all the rain. I yeah. live in Fenton. We maybe got a half an inch. Maybe. Really? Yeah. So I had all kinds of friends calling me. Are you okay? Are you guys all right? How did you survive? And I'm like, we got like a quarter to half an inch of rain. Yeah. Yeah. So just 10 miles south. Exactly. No, it was it was very much a, like a line. Like yeah. it was, you could yep. see where it was. Um, my new house out in St. Peter's was kind of like in one of the... Like ground zero. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We had like a foot. We had like eleven and a half inches of rain, and um, I was yelling at the TV too because they were talking about all the flooding and all that on the on the highways. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we need to pick up the trash. That's the biggest part of the problem is that enough rain like that floats the trash to the inlets and then it stops and they can't get out of it. It's such a great point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a surveyor, so you walk along and you see all that trash. Right. Right. And, and you know, you get on the other side of the guardrails, it's nothing but trash. 
Oh, so I can't I mean, even imagine. So that's when what all ha- that, that's what happened. When all that recedes, mm-hmm. and then just all that junk is just left over, like you said, trapped. It, yeah, those big inlets can't take it in because it's just covered with a mat of trash. Right, right. right. So that's that's a part of the problem. Steve Templeton from um, Channel Four, chief meteorologist over there at Channel Four, was our weather partner here at News Talk STL, and he said that on on Tuesday afternoon, and then you know we've had two more storms since the big one on Tuesday in the St. Louis area. But just that that Tuesday storm this past week was 25% of what the St. Louis area on an annual should get annually. Wasn't it like three inches more than the entire and then, month or something? Yeah, like yeah. Something crazy. 25%. It was a quarter of what we should get annually. Yeah, normally we get about 44 inches of rain in the area <laughs> in, in July. And, and there, that's usually, you know, like a three and a half inch yeah, that's what I was month, saying. You know, we got what? It's got 11, 11 inches of rain yeah. in certain areas. That's, that's mind-numbing. <laughs> it is crazy. It'd be nice it's crazy. to spread it out a little. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's, it doesn't rain for months. And, and my, rains, my of course, yard, it's a saying for a reason, right? Yeah, my yard was a, like a sand pit. <laughs> yeah, we needed the rain bad. I mean, the crops were looking... Right, you know, peak it and yeah. stuff, and it just it, it perked all that up. So yeah, they I mean, got, we needed rain. We just didn't need two months, three we, months well, worth at one time. We need buckets all at once. Well, the good news was the rivers were all down. The so rivers it took were low, it really so well. it took it real easy. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. Actually, improved the catfishing in the St. Louis area. Yeah, nominally. Oh, well, yeah. see, so that's where I wanted to pump some a, current into there, right? Yeah, exactly. Pump some current. Yeah, yeah, exactly where I wanted to start with. Um, you know, what impacts. Um, storms like this have on local fishing and so because of the uh because of the way that uh uh what we'd been dealing with beforehand something like this was actually a good thing for, yeah, it, uh, for that for 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 the fishing, fishing yeah because yeah, one of my one of my guide buddies out there mike hanfelder uh he runs he he, he guides out of granite city uh but he he did a post that he had, had a night guide trip i think it was wednesday night Best, best guide trip he ever had. They put 45 fish in the boat, oh and uh, there was a lot of 30s, 40s, up to 50s caught. He said it was just nonstop. He said as soon as you dropped your bait back in the water, you had another one hooked up. Man. And uh, and, and it, that has a lot to do with that surge of current coming in, flushing a lot of food. It just m- gets things moving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because it was, it was getting to be like a pretty uh, small river out there. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Bass are the same way. Like at Lake of the Ozarks, you get to the back of one of those creeks that's got two creeks coming in. Or say there's a big condo complex that's got the concrete ramp bringing the water mm-hmm. in. It'll just concentrate those fish. Any of the fish that are back there shallow are going to be close to where that water's coming. The oxygen, it's a little cooler. It's stirring the bait up, stirring the yep. crawfish up. So, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It, it, it takes them a little while to find it. But, but they get there. They'll yeah. get there. So it's more to do with the it's more to do with water conditions and oxygen than it is food. Is that true? No, I think it's the combination. Or is it all three it's thrown all three. in there together? It's all three. The the bait are going to be attracted to the oxygen too. Yeah. Oh, Crawdads yeah. are going to be Crawdads. Uh, it it <clears throat> floods like this flush a lot of night crawlers and earthworms into the system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goes for the bait fish and the, of course the bigger fish just, they'll scarf them up too. But it just it just puts a surge of food in there. It's, and it stirs everything up, right? You know, the bait fish, and then the bigger fish eat the bait fish, and all right. up the food chain. It just it it really really helped. Yeah, it's uh, like big waves at Lake of the Ozarks on the riprap. It'll knock the crawdads loose. And oh, I was just talking about that. I, it, that's such a great point because I was actually just talking about that on this show a couple weeks ago. How you know if I'm fishing from the docks at, at the Lake of the Ozarks at our place down there, um, you'll wait sometimes for those big 
like a boat will go by in the main cove, like a big old, you know, one of these big cruisers will go by in the main cove, and, you know, a couple of minutes later, here comes that wake. And as soon as that wake starts slapping the bank, it's like cast right into it. And then all of a sudden, it's like the, yep. the dinner bell turns on, yep. but you only have like 20 seconds, 30 seconds sure. before it stops, and then it all sort of dies down. This yep. sounds like it's kind of the the consistent huge version of that of the of the wave slapping on the 100 percent yeah yeah that's yeah, exactly what it is so uh what else is going on out there mike as far as uh you've seen over the last few weeks we talked to you about a month ago we yeah get, your fishing we get into report. the fishing report but it's getting into that straight up summer pattern just about everywhere you know if you're at the grass lakes you're going to be punching grass those fish will get under that, that shade and you know, this time of year, like the Ozarks, the water's finally settled, so they're only pulling water through the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the shad spawns over, the bluegill spawns happened, and it's happened, and that still continues to happen a little bit. So, there's fish, bass, shallow and deep right now. And uh, I just, the way I fish, I prefer, especially at Lake of the Ozarks, you, can only, you can't be out there on the main lake too long once, once the boats get out. You know? No. So... I just put my head. There's always fish around the docks at the Lake of the Ozarks. I go try to catch those fish that are chasing bluegill and the, and the shad spawn back there. You know, that's just just me. I don't want to get out there and fight those waves. No, not at all. No, it, in fact, it's it's recommended. Yeah. Little PSA: Don't. Yeah, it, it's a good way to fall in. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It really is a twenty foot. I, I have friends of mine say, "Like, why did you fish the lake so often? Why didn't you buy a twenty one foot versus a 20? I was like, "All right." If you don't have a forty-two foot with a trolling motor on it, what difference does? Are it you make? do you ever try to fish, like in the main channel when the like it, during the off season or during the week if you're down there when the big boats aren't out there? A hundred percent. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, is that I was going to ask because you know I I always for mostly for that reason mostly for cover reasons am always trying to get tucked back in a cove somewhere and finding like a quiet like area that doesn't have big condos or a lot of boat traffic. And so I'm usually trying to get away from all sure, of that. Sure. But you're down there during the off season as far as yeah. boats go or on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know, so whatever. I never even yeah, I never even like, considered big fish a stop. Live there year round. Yeah, I never even considered a stop in the main channel and fish. Well you know at the lake there's some points that go way out into the right. anytime you see those danger buoys you know what I'm saying where the point oh, yeah. comes way out. Oh yeah. Yeah you can look like you're broke down out there and and, and Catching those, you know, getting those fish where it breaks from 15 off into 40, 50 foot of water. There's fish there year round of all species. So, what about the only main... smallmouth I've ever caught at Lake of the Ozarks? Really? There. I, I don't a, think I've ever caught a smallmouth. I caught a mouth. spotted bass, a smallmouth, a largemouth, a drum, and a catfish all off of one of those points last year. So, what about those? The, the main channel is like, what, a, what about that makes it such a good place to fish? Current. Yeah. Mostly the current. And and you're always somewhere where deep water and shallow water come together. See that, and that's so different for me because, like, like I don't know if it's just the way that my my dad fished and my grandpa fished, but we were like we were always looking to get it was that was always the thing like get away from everything else, find a quiet, you know, covered that works too, you know, like area and get it like try to like get away from the current and get away from the boats and get away from the wake and get like, and get away from people and, you know, and try to find those. My those favorite quiet... thing at the lake is to skip underneath somebody's dock while their feet are dangling and catch a fish <laughs> right underneath them because they have no idea. 
I mean, it, 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 it's, there's a certain percentage of fish that always live shallow, and there's certain ones that always live deep. But I've done <laughs> Do that ask, multiple times. It's 2022. Do you ask for their consent? Before no, I, <laughs> I have to do but that. I have given that. I have done that twice where there was kids in the family on the dock, and they had no idea. It was a good one, you know, three pounds yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I'd troll over to the dock, cut that jig off, and give it to that yeah. kid and made his, you know, just make their day. They think that's the reason I caught the fish was that jig, but it's where you put that jig. But right. it, it's still see to, good to see their face light up. Oh, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I've got a boat and a truck full of them, but it's not like I'm hurting for jigs. So. We've done the exact thing. We go on a, on an annual boys' lake trip, and um, there's only a couple of us that like to fish. And the other guys mostly just want to cove out, and, you know, and then I get that too, <laughs> believe me. Um, but we've we've gotten up close to where our – friends are coved out and you know cast like literally right next to them and done, have done the same thing yeah have pulled a big bass out right, right for you know a foot I, away from where they're all floating on you know some big you know raft like especially at lake of the ozark yeah if you're and, at your farm pond and people are jumping around and splashing they're not kinda, used to that yeah but at lake of the ozark kind of freaks them out a little bit they're like that thing was right yeah <laughs> i've caught bass on the mississippi next to an idling bar you know off of an idling barge you know yeah and that's making it quite the ruckus. Yeah. But I was going to say, one of the times when I first bought the shop over there, um, the manager at the time, him and another guy took me uh, smallmouth fishing. I had never been. And we went into the upper Merrimack. And uh, he said it was a blast. But once by it started to get clouded up in some rain and stuff, we thought, oh, let's get off the water, kind of get up you know, on the bank while this rain passes. But So they were pulling the boat up, and I was just still fishing. I had a little pink fluke on there. And all at once, they're they're sitting there, and I bring this smallmouth, you know, like two feet from them. Got another one, you know. <laughs> and it, it was, it's a blast, you know. But yeah. Not, not enough people do that on the Merrimack. There's some good smallmouth. Oh, there fishing. is. They're, they need to. People need to experience. I mean, it was just oh. a super enjoyable time for me, having never done it, and I really haven't got to do it since. But jet boat. It's, we were in a John boat. We oh, were just floating with the down regular the prop. We were paddles. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's we all you need. Yep. That'll work. That's all you need. Can't just damage your prop on that down way. Down yep. Yeah, just yeah. There was just there was three of us. I think it was a fourteen foot John boat, and yeah, yeah, there were spots where we had to get out and drag it. Sure, you know, but it was fun. There were we got ahead of the canoeists, so we mm-hmm. were a little bit in front of them, and uh, so we would just pull up on a spot and go our separate ways, fish from the bank. One spot where the, the oh, river that. had split, and I went the real shallow side, and there was a giant stump sitting there. And I go, man, there's got to be fish on there. And I had a little. Crawdad jig on there made by River to Sea back then. They quit making it. It's called a Yabby. So I would flip it out there. Like I said, this thing was only like six feet wide. That stump was filling the void. Yeah. And the current would suck it under the stump. And yep. as soon as it got under the stump, oh. so they were only like 10, 12 inches long. But I, I caught like seven of them. Isn't I had, it might have been the same fish seven times. But oh, my God. That isn't is... it crazy how you can't see them? That's yes, how good of predators there are. You can see the stump plain as day, but you cannot tell there's. And a bass you can on. see everything else around you exactly. in, those, in those rivers, in those little rivers. Like you know, I have a live fish a lot at the Jack's Fork River, which is the same exact same type, type of thing. river. And yeah, you feel like you feel like you could see every rock on the bottom, and so there's no way there's going to be any fish right there because I can see everything. And you just you cast down that current a little sure bit. Sure enough, here and comes sure one. Sure enough, here they come. Yeah. I've done it a million Man. times at Table Rock. It's so clear there. The water comes up, gets in those bushes, and it's only six inches deep. And you crash a jig into that. Yeah. And you don't have, you don't even see it bite it. It's just your line takes yeah, off. It's exactly. Like, that's how good of predators they are. They, 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 they're very That hidden. story, Mark, that that floating down a river like the Merrimack in a John boat and just stopping every now and then and fishing off the bank and find those. 
that is America. Me, that and that to me, that's my probably my favorite type of fishing. Like I said, we we um my family is uh, uh has spent a lot of time at this little um this little cabin resort off the Jack's Fork River. Like since I was a baby, we've been going there, and I've been taking my and when I got old enough, I started taking my kids down there every year or so, and and that. That type of fishing is exactly what we do down there, and that to me is like probably the most fun you can have. Like that, that smallmouth yep. fishing, on and those you don't need an eighty thousand dollar bass lakes. boat to no. do that. Yeah, you God. can use a fourteen foot that's John an, boat with a couple of oars. Yeah. yeah, that's an absolute. Still going to have a five hundred dollar rod and reel in my hand. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my Zebco. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue some of these. Uh, uh, fishing discussions we'll talk about uh what else is going on out there uh in the world we've got uh the fishing report coming up we bring you that in the third segment of the show every week here on the bluff city outdoors show so don't go anywhere we'll be back in just a minute right here on 1019 and 94.1 news talk stl You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. I don't own a wakeboard. I got a 1970 Morton guitar and an outdoor carpet dance floor. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Of course, brought to you by Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, your one-stop shopping for all your fishing needs and soon to be your one-stop shopping for all your outdoor lifestyle needs. As uh, Mark got us an update on the expansion out there at Bluff City. If you missed the first segment of the show, don't forget, uh, you can always go back and listen to the show again. You never have to miss anything that happens here on the Bluff City Outdoors show because we upload the podcast shortly after the radio show airs. You can get the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, our website, NewstalkSTL.com. Um, and you can listen to us every week. Uh, and this week we are once again also in the 5 o'clock hour on Saturday on News Talk STL. So uh, two times uh, during the day that you'll get a chance to listen to us. And actually, little little uh, programming announcement here. Starting next week, we will be moving the show to noon on Saturdays. We are typically, we started the show a, a few month and a half, a couple months ago, whatever it's been. Uh, we've been in the 11 a.m. hour. Uh, on Saturday mornings, starting next week, we will be at noon. So just uh, push the clocks back one hour, and we'll be there for you. And then, like I said, we'll always be putting that podcast up for you as well. Another one of the great sponsors of this show is the uh, uh, Old Town Country Store, Farmers Co-op in Old Town St. Peter's, in historic St. Peter's there on 2nd Street, uh, your place to go. A huge uh, selection of products and services when it comes to working on your garden, uh, in your yard, they have all of the products like the grass seeds and the fertilizers. They have services like soil testing. They also have you covered when it comes to animal care, anything from the uh, family dog and cat to farm livestock. They have you covered with all that stuff and other great services like uh, propane tank filling. They'll fill any size propane tank out there for about half the price of a new one and so much more. So if you are in the St. Peter's area and uh, looking to take advantage of all those great products and services, check them out uh, right behind the QT at 70 and Mid Rivers Mall Drive. And also, you can uh, learn more 
at the oldtowncountrystore.com. Back in studio here with producer Leah and Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors and our buddy Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman that doesn't like you to call him a Most professional. Most professional in the room, Tony. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely on that. So, Mike, um, uh, Mark and I have talked over the last few weeks. I'm sure it'll be in this in the fishing report um, uh, coming up in the next segment about some of the uh, lakes and some of the uh, success and some of the booming fishing that people have been experiencing this year, particularly in the crappie area. Rind Lake is a Rind is like the biggest fire. example of that. Like it has just been absolutely on fire for the crappie fishermen. But we've also heard that. You know, kind of across the board. You know, obviously every lake and every river is a little different, but it just seems to be like there's there's something special going on in some of these areas, um, and we're and we're hearing more and more about. You know, we always talk about bass fishing, and bass fishing is always you know sort of the 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 headline. It's always the, the most people popular. spend a lot of money. Gets the yeah. most you know attention you know on television and things like that. But catfishing and, and crappie, crappie fishing, are right behind it now, and, oh, yeah. and gaining ground, and 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 almost you know like they're both there. starting to spend a lot of money on their boats and their electronics exactly, as well. That's, exactly. The yeah. Alton Catfish Classic, no better example. I mean, some of those of catfish them. boats are they got as much money wrapped up in electronics yeah, now, as I do. Now they do, yeah. And the crappie with the with the forward facing with the live scope, yeah. You know, it's just so just on on that. I mean, about ten years ago, Jeff Williams, who founded uh, the team, team Catfish uh, brand, he uh, had. He came up to our open house one year and uh, had some data to show me because he said, you know, people don't think about it. But so if you look at it like a hundred percent freshwater fishing amount of dollars spent, ten percent goes off onto like the Great Lakes, uh, that type of fishing up there, walleye, muskie, northern. But it was almost a third, a third, a third between uh, bass fishing, cat fishing, mm-hmm. and uh, crappie Probably slash panfish. I mean, it, I, yeah. it was really, yeah. You don't think of it because you know you get companies out there you know bass pro shops and you right. don't have a catfish pro shop out right. there bass but, masters and all you but know they, like sell, they sell all the catfish stuff too yeah right? yeah but it's just that you, you don't you, people think that that's you know the bass fishing is like the overwhelming part of it but it's really you know at 35 percent range yeah. of, of that 90 and that's dollars spent it's dollars spent i wonder i wonder how that crosses with amount of people like is there more people catfishing and spending Half as much less. as each bass fisherman, mm. but it comes out to the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'd, be, I'd be interested to see because yeah. I think there's probably more people that catfish because it's it's an easier point of entry, at least in their own mind. Yeah, and when you don't have to buy an eighty thousand dollar bass boat and you know expensive expensive rods and reels. I mean, yeah. every bass fisherman we all think we need thirty five rods, which <laughs> I got thirty. You know, people are like, "How many rods are in your boat?" Oh, I got like thirty in the boat. But there's another twenty five in the garage. It's like, you know. But I bet right. I, I, I'd be it's, interested it's to see. It's getting more balanced. I yeah. mean, it's I just, think it that's is. what we see, too. Because you'll yeah. see, about, you know, I've seen catfish setups with a 250 horse on it yeah. before electronics, you know. I think you're right. I think that, like, I think that. That's why it's even and out. Yeah, there might be more people I mean, how many guys fishing are, yeah. and crappie fishing because. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, even if the money is, is kind of. Slightly less, there's more of them doing there's it. There's more people doing it. I agree. Because, yeah. And, and, and the crappie guys, a lot of them are fishing out of fiberglass bass boats now. Right. Yes, yes. There's yeah. there's been a huge seems to be the the change as people start off, you know, pond fishing and fishing for yeah. everything, and then they'll pick their thing of choice, which is you know, twenty years ago was probably bass fishing. And then as they get to be forty five and fifty, so many people switch over to crappie fishing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a you know, easier on the body. It's easier on the body. You know, they kinda 
Yeah, I'm kind of past that competitiveness now. Now I want to eat some fish. Yeah. So you see that that change. It's always been a running joke. It uh, you know, before my before my dad uh, passed, he, he was getting into crappie fishing a little bit more, and some of his buddies were doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, this is the sign. You guys are getting old. <laughs> you, you can ha- you can do it with it a beer the, in the other hand. Was, I think that's part. Of, and that's it part was of a it very too. loving yeah. running. Jo- it was just a joke. It was, I'm not taking any shots at any crappie fishermen. I, no, it, no, not at all. There's was, plenty of young guys. It was just the fun. Oh, absolutely. It was just the it was just the fun. Like you said, once you get older, the other day. You know, he, he's a young oh younger dude. So yeah. maybe thirty, but you know, yeah. he, he moved to Alabama so he could pursue yeah, that. Yeah, what an awesome conversation. Do you think the numbers are up, Mark? Partially because there's tournament trails in both crappie and oh, I catfish think so. now. I think so. Kind of following that bass pro yep. mm-hmm. or bre- professional bass. Yeah, fishing and, model. you know, like right here in the St. Louis area, you're really it's you're not right now the, with the river and stuff. You're not going to be able to really support a local bass fishing. No, it's just Mm-mm. you know we don't have bass world sports. I mean that mm-hmm. river changed so much, but a lot of people are know, scared of it for sure and scared of it. But you can, you can definitely support you know a catfishing tournaments mm-hmm. you know if, if Alton would ever get in and get a better ramp over there we they, they would they are would, they working on they that? are working on it i thought they're going to do a piasaw creek and- yeah they're, they're working on that you know our our goal is to try to get a really good ramp the perfect spot is below the visitor center on the illinois side you, you got almost a ramp all the way down to the water they just need to finish it you got mm-hmm. plenty of depth over there if you could if they did they would have you a couple times a month you would have a, a big catfish tournament in this area just because the fishery and you'd have the good access to, yeah. to the river. So you're talking about like right down there by ConAgra by the boat? Is that well, where you're down talking? there by you know where the visitor center right below the lock name on the Oh the, that uh, visitor center. Okay. Yeah, that visitor okay, center. I thought yeah, you not meant the, the one on there in Alton. Yeah, yeah I thought down. you meant the one by the ConAgra. Okay, because yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, because there's no they used to have those pylons there to tie the barges up when they offloaded it on that conveyor belt for the power to plant. the power plant. So you don't have that there anymore, but that's a nice deep section of river right there. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't doesn't silt in. Mm-hmm. It's got enough current to keep it's it. It's got clean. enough current, yep. So yeah. what's going on? I'm going to ask both of you that. So um, why why is the fishing seem to be better right now than maybe it's been in years past? And we've talked about, you know, the pandemic and the close, you know, and, and when everything was shut down and there's no doubt about it, that drove a lot of people back into the, you know, great outdoors yeah. and they sort of rediscovered fishing. But what but that can't be all of it, and then why? And then why is also the success numbers up? What is what's going on out there, Mike? Much like I can't define a woman because I'm not a biologist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I really don't. I mean, this it, is the non-political show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. I was taking in. I was hanging with Vic earlier. Uh, but you know what a fish is, right? I do know what a fish is, <laughs> but I don't know if it's male or female. Uh, I just ask I don't really it. know. Maybe may, maybe Mark could have a better, but maybe, so I, I mean everything's recycled. Something, yeah, recycled. So so on the river, as far as like the big blue cat numbers are, you know they they they've definitely came up in the last twenty years. There's more big yeah. fish out there, and a lot of people attribute it to a couple of things. The Clean Water Act back in I think seventy three yep. started the process of our rivers getting cleaner, having better water, and then the other thing that really cleaned up the river system was the zebra mussel. It was an invasive little mm. bitty guy that that it just overwhelmed everything. But it was you know it's a filter. It filtered so much crap out of the rivers. Hmm. You know it, it they just numbers just blew up. That's huh. a good point. And then they died off. You don't hardly see them out there anymore because whatever they were needing isn't there anymore. I think it might have been. They ate it all. Yeah, they, they, pretty they much. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they cleaned huh. up the river a lot. You know, it's just 
I think it's a. Why can't we get more of those and less Asian carp? In the be nice, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and nice. people's awareness of, of catch and release started catching them um, among the bigger cats, bigger yeah. cats. You know, so yeah. you know, I tell people, you know, I said if you want to eat one, there's plenty of 15 pound on down right. blues and channels to catch and eat, and they're going to taste better. Yeah, and they're going to taste better. You know, let those big fish go. Let it, let that 70 pounder become an 80 pounder. I yeah. don't know. With my, do catfish, the bigger they are, the more eggs they produce. Yeah, and the more quality eggs, big fish beget big fish. Uh, not most blue cats out there are never going to get over 20 pounds if, if they live their normal life. Right. It's genetic. The big fish produce the eggs that produce bigger fish, and um, so it's really key to let those kind of like go. the Texas Sherlunker. I mean, in Texas, any fish, I think it's over twelve or thirteen pounds. Any bass, mm-hmm. they'll pay you. They'll if you give it to them, they give you a replica amount, a lifetime fishing uh, license in Texas, and then that goes into their breeding program. Mm, that's that's cool. what they use for their hatcheries. Yeah. Everything over twelve, I think it's either twelve or thirteen pounds. So <sighs> that's fish, to your point yep. with the big fish. Breed bigger. If you've fish. never caught a twelve pound bass, then I don't know that I'm ever going to catch one. So I don't think I'm. Me and you be, need to go to Texas and never try. be in that club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've right. had him on, but I don't know if he's twelve. But I've been close. I've had him on before in Texas. Yeah, Woo. they're a little trickier to get in the boat than one might think. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Mark, have, you know that's an interesting point about um, you know people's motivations and and you know and, and just kind of the sport of fishing across the board. You know, whether it be bass, catfish, crappie, whatever. In the time that you've been at Bluff City Outdoors, owned Bluff City Outdoors, has the customer, has the percentage of people changed as far as, like, the guys that are going out on the river to catch, to eat and catch for sport? Like, was it, did it used to be a much larger percentage of people that were catching for, to Yes, catching eat? to eat. Yeah, yeah. That, that number was bigger. And then as, as more and more people got to where they could catch these big catfish, and then, then they realize, man, this is just, just a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, that same person, if they want to eat some, they'll get some uh, triple S stink bait and go catch a bunch of two pound channel cats. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the eating fish. In right, the river, right, right. Like, you know, to so, your point, I, I was fishing in the Mississippi one time and we were going to keep a few bass to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're up Piasaw Creek and my buddy had a call from his wife, had an emergency. And we had a live well with, he, uh, I think the limit's five on the Mississippi. Yeah, I think it's five. And we had like seven. So between the two of us, under our limit, but he had a call, an emergency, we needed to go. And not going to have time to clean him. There's a family on the bank fishing, and I said, hey, you guys want this fish? And to your point, they packed their stuff up and went home when I handed them oh, those fish. Yeah. Yes. They were like, well, we're, that's what they we're were done there. here. That's what they were there for. They were there to catch some catfish, but yep. you give them seven nice bass, they were like, well, we're good. Yeah, We're right. going home now. We pack our lawn chairs and our rods up, and we're going home and eating. Yeah, they came for dinner, and yep. they got dinner, and they were out of there. Yep. They weren't spending a day on the water fishing yeah. for the fun of it. Right. They were out right. there to catch. Yeah, those out there in the river, I mean, there's those, I'm just going to say three, one and a half to three pound. There's just the channels are so abundant and there's, you know, blues that fall in that category. You'll catch all of those on, on your uh, sneak baits and stuff. And that that's one way of sorting the fish you're going to catch size wise. If you use a prepared bait like that, you're typically not going to catch a fish hardly ever over five pounds. Yeah. they Those fish just don't seem to want that bait. And uh, so you're kind of saying, okay, I'm use this to catch my, my the ones I want to eat. Right, and if I want to try to catch something bigger for just take pictures, so and let stuff, the cat yeah. out of the bag, Mark. What bait do we want to catch the big ones? Oh, you want to go with? I um, mean, it's it's skipjack. a cut bait, skipjack, uh, moon eye if you can get it, and then a shad at times. Shad's your yeah. winter bait typically. Your skipjack and moon eye, moon eyes good all the time. That's just they're just not that easy. We for need to do to this catch. show from the boat, the three of us. Sometimes that's oh, what we, we need to get amen. one of his guides. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd I think be I awesome. might be That'd doing be awesome. it. I might be doing it next week from uh, from the water at the Lake of the Ozarks. Well, so, I yeah. might have to take the day off and come down and Let's take all you. go. Let's get down there. Let's do it. We could um, definitely arrange that. I mean, I, I guarantee you, oh, one, one of the guys we work with that would, 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 would do I would, it. I would love to do that. We should definitely do that, especially yeah. in like maybe like September. Like, make it a little like cool, the, yeah, make it super nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. We'll make sure you're part of that show, Mark. I would love that, man. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. All right. We need to take another quick break. More Bluff City Outdoors show coming up. And as we do in the third segment of every show, every week, we will bring you uh, the weekly fishing report from around the area. So uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. Also producer Leah, of course, in studio with us. And so is Fisherman. Mike Marfell. You want me to say fisherman instead of professional fisherman? You do what you do, you buddy. (laughs) I'll do me. You do you. I got to say a big thank you to Rockwood Charcoal, another great sponsor of this show. Rockwood Lump Charcoal is not only the number one uh, charcoal in the area and has been voted that by uh, consumers for, I think, eight or nine years running now, the, um, the number one consumer ranked charcoal in the country. But it's all made right here. It's a local product. Uh, Of course, the state of Missouri is the number one producer of charcoal in the country. So you're supporting a local business. You're supporting local industry, which is always so important uh, to me and to us here at News Talk STL. I know it's important to Mark and the guys out of Bluff City Outdoors. They work with a lot of local um, uh, companies uh, out there at Bluff City as well. So that's always a great thing. Uh, Next time you are grilling, make sure you have Rockwood Lump Charcoal with you. You can find Rockwood at over 100 area retailers. You can also get uh, cooking tips and tricks from Rockwood uh, all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. So make sure you are checking them out. we got to get Jonathan Heslop from Rockwood Charcoal back on the show again. He was on um, one of the very first weeks of the show, yeah. second, yeah, second or third week, yeah. and um, and that was a great show talking about um, you know his tips and tricks of grilling fish and his favorite ways to do it, and I think I learned a lot. And I think a lot of people. Uh, My favorite uh, way to eat fish is grilled, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He was. It was. A, it was a great conversation. We'll have to do that again. And uh, don't forget, like that, talking to Jonathan about grilling fish. That you can listen to that show anytime. You can go back to that and uh, you know get uh, freshened up and uh, try to remember all the the different uh, ideas that he gave you. And, um, you can do that every week with the Bluff City Outdoors show on our podcast. We I'm going to download it up to my wife's phone, make her listen yeah. to that grill and fish. There thing. you go. Absolutely. You can subscribe to Bluff City Outdoors show on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, uh, Amazon, Google, Spotify, all those places. You can also get it on our website, newstalkstl.com. So you never miss any other great conversations that we have here. And, it being the third and final segment of this week's show means we are going to bring you this week's fishing report. Mark, go ahead and get us started. Okay, well, we'll start with uh, Truman Lake from uh, Jordan Lear. Uh, so, uh, crappie, uh, good. Uh, he said fish the main lake flat from 6 to 15 feet. Uh, and be fishing 6 to 12 feet down, use a minnows. And white bass and hybrids, fair. 
said main, fish the main lake humps uh, 5 to 25 feet using live shed, jigging spoons, and rooster tails are working good. Yeah, catfish good. Fish the main lake flats uh, 5 to 17, fish, 17 feet drifting a fresh shad. Walleye fair, he said the main lake humps again, trolling crankbaits from uh, 4 to 15 feet. And black bass is fair, top morning and late evening on buzzbaits, whopper ploppers, and pop bars, 10-inch mm-hmm. plastic worm when the sun is up, fishing the brush piles and the points from mm-hmm. 5 to 15 feet. Bluegill's good, using red worms under a bobber along the boat ramps and docks in the chunk rock banks. Uh, Carlisle from Jake Nelly, he's a guy out there. Water's on the rise. Uh, he said the catfish is, is good on the lake, been drifting the channel edges with fresh shad. Small and big baits are still producing. Shrimp, triple S stink baits have also been working. Crappie, brush piles 10 to 14 feet of water. Minnows and small hair jigs are, are still working. White bass are on the uh, shallow uh, flats. Uh, heavy, then they're chasing the shad. And out at Wren Lake from Jason Dudley, crappie have slowed down a little bit since the fresh water. I think maybe they've gone from white hot to red hot. Uh, still catching them in uh, 12 to 14 feet on brush. Catfish, excellent on shad. Uh, triple S stink bait around bridges and the creek channel. Uh, local rivers and lakes from Eric Morey. Uh, bluegill bite is on fire using crickets, and uh, that's been working awesome. He says channel cats and lakes drift fishing near the edges of river and creek channels uh, has been the hot ticket using cut bait and shrimp. Crappie holding strong, trolling crankbaits and jigs have been working well. White bass slowed down. With the cold front and rain, largemouth bass are still hitting well on a variety of lures from crankbaits to soft plastics. And we always, the last fishing report every week is always from Mike Marfell and the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, this hillbilly doesn't know anything but bass, so we're going to talk about that. Since you're here, you do it yourself. Roger that. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple different things going on. Up shallow right now, uh, which you can do to get out of the boat traffic. there's a bunch of the smaller shad back there now, in the balls doing their thing. And what did you call them, Mark? Yeah, I didn't know the official Yellowtail. Name. Yellowtail. So take that jig and whatever, trail it with a small fluke and dip that tail in chartreuse or a single tail grub. Don't use your crawdad trailer. Use something that's more of a shad imitator. Shaky head, small worm, finesse worm, dip that tail in chartreuse. Uh, and then you can get out and fish deep. But with the boat traffic, it's tough. Like right now, they're pulling mm-hmm. water. For example, at, at one at eleven o'clock, they're only pulling fifteen hundred cubic feet a second, and bam, at twelve, when they start producing that power to push to St. Louis, it goes to twenty thousand five hundred, stays that way, moves up to thirty at the midpoint of the day, and then at seven p.m. I think it was they shut it. Eight p.m. they shut it back off. But the trouble is, if you're there on the weekend, being out on that main lake at that time is tricky. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky. But they can be caught out there. Uh, what I would do is I would fish a secondary point in some deep brush at that time. There's still enough current being coming out of those smaller creeks and coves and do that with a big 10 inch worm with a three eighths to half ounce weight. And, uh, same thing, dip that tail in chartreuse. Uh, also in the shallow stuff, the bluegills are still back there from the spawn, small bluegill, uh, colored crankbaits or a chartreuse crankbait and just burn that dude down the side of the docks mm-hmm. as fast as you can. My theory on that is. When a bass sees that thing going that fast, it assumes something else is chasing it and it wants to get in on the party. Ah, yeah. So it'll be, that'll be running just underneath the float, you know, running it down about a foot and a half, two feet deep. We talked in the first segment about the show about all the rain this week and obviously the big storm this past Tuesday. 
did it? Did they get much rain? I don't think the they lake? got the rain that we got. So they got they some, but nothing like that. But nothing like that. So not any big Runoff. impact like we've seen. Like we were talking yep. about at the at uh, on the river, like uh, on the Mississippi River, that big storm. Was yeah, I think really that rain good. pretty much came right down seventy and just hammered. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Now we had about four to five inches over in Alton. So I mean, yeah. it was a. I live a bunker hill. We got about three and a half out there. Yeah. like so. So it it, it was and, it, and all that rain was as we talked about in the first segment actually really good for like the Mississippi River and the and the and the rivers. Probably energized there. a lot of farm ponds yeah, and stuff but, too. I'm sure. Yep. But at the lake, not not. No, nearly, they didn't get that kind of rain. not nearly no. the impact. But if they do, go to the backs in that runoff. Yeah. You know? Uh, we'll have Mike back on very, very soon. Get his fishing report every single. If week. you want to know about some of those other Southern Illinois lakes, go to the Ten Horse Monty. He's been down at Cedar and Little Grassy, and so yeah, Egypt. I wanted to ask you about uh about Ten Horse real quick, and then also just how people can. I I now that I watch more and more of his videos, they're popping up. You guys are popping up in my recommendations. Yeah. There's all a the time. really good one he did at Truman where we did the two days of practice, the tournament, and then we all of us guys were living in a house and we did a recap. Yeah. So it's a three parter yes. on Truman. I've it's seen, a really good it's a really good one. Yeah. So p- tell people it, how they can find that just stuff. Just tenhorsemoney.com on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. His channel. And then he has a Monday night live stream where he has different pros on and talks Sometimes to ridiculous Joe Rogan links like three hours, <laughs> you know, you know, depends on the, what the guy's got the time or not. I love it. And, love uh, it. yeah. It, it, and I think going forward next year at the BFLs or they've called the ML, MLF Phoenix series. Now they keep changing the name, but that group of guys, we're going to be, there's going to be a couple more guys joining us. So we'll have that recap at the end. And we've talked about getting them cameras too, but I think Gabe's overload, you know, He's overwhelmed with editing the way it is. Yeah, you know, to take two or three more cameras and it'd, right. it'd be a lot of work for him. But uh, the channel's growing. It's I get recognized at the boat ramp all the time. Yeah, you can yeah. see a lot. Uh, you can see and, a lot from from Mike and uh, the other guys there at uh, the Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. It's great, great stuff. What were you gonna I was just going to say we got guys covering the bigger lakes, but he's fishing a lot of those smaller nine nine lakes down there, the Cedars, the Grassies. Uh, you know, we can only have a nine foot, uh, it's a 10 horse limit. Yeah. And he does a lot of his videos on some of those strip mines down there and stuff. So really good content down there. And he's got live scope now. So he's doing yeah. some cool videos on that. I need to try to get a little fishing report out of him each week. Yeah. Fact, that's another, I, that's, a, know, fun, idea. that's can, a phone call away. I can make that yeah, happen. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a couple other lakes that we probably could just mention real quick. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah maybe that's, Shelbyville or in uh, Mark Twain, you know, just. Find Absolutely. somebody up there we can count on to get it every week and, and add that data for It's a great for, for idea people. because the fishing report has been helpful to me personally, so I know it's been helpful to uh, many, many others. Uh, almost out of time, Mark, but we have updated people every week on the progress of the expansion out there at Bluff City Outdoors. Uh, if people want to keep an eye on that and just learn more about the uh, store in general, what's the best way to do it? Yeah, you can look at our website, bluffcityoutdoors.com, bluffcitytackle.com. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. And you know, call the shop and stuff where we try to post some updates out there. And I, and I did, if we got time, I wanted to pass on a, yeah. a little personal note. Uh, one of my pro staffers, we'd had him this past, I've known him for years, uh, Vicki Mathena and her son, Jason Mathena. And I just want to, uh, Vicki passed away this week. Oh, she was she was like a rock star in the catfishing world. Everybody mm-hmm. loved her photos with Bill Dance and stuff. Wow. And she was known as the Mississippi Queen. Oh, and I just want to cool. pass on my condolences to to uh, Jason and uh, Jamie Mathena about the about the loss of the loss to the catfishing world. Yeah, she was she was one of my favorite people on this planet. Yeah, and, uh, just, she'd been fighting cancer. Well, you for get a, a nickname years. like one, well, and, and we all have been uh, uh, touched by that uh, terrible disease in some way or another, and it's uh, it's it's awful. We 
uh, yeah, heart goes out to her family, and you don't get a nickname like the Mississippi Queen if you're not legit. Yep, she she was just she she her her and Jason fished, you know, just they were they hit the tournament circuit and and they they loved it and they just they were excellent fishermen, excellent ambassadors people. for yeah. the sport, yeah, and just excellent people. So, oh, that is, so I'm so sorry, Jamie yeah. and Jason. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad uh, that you uh, that you took the time to do that, Mark. That's that's really cool. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time on this week's Bluff City Outdoors show. If you missed anything, go and download the podcast. And another quick reminder that uh, starting next week, we will be in the 12 o'clock hour. Move the show from 11 a.m. until uh, back to noon every Saturday. And this week and uh, for the uh, coming at least uh, next few weeks, we're also going to be on at 5 o'clock on Saturdays here on News Talk STL. So lots of ways to check out the Bluff City Outdoors show. We will see you next week right here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.